Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Monday, May 13th, see Class B girls at 8.30 p.m. Central and Class A girls at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Welcome back to Hurt at Sports Radio here on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. We are live from the Hurt at Sports Bar and Grill. I'm Robbie Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. What up? It is 7.29 a.m. And so far, Mike McCarthy still has a job. Shocking. Which is, it it is shocking. I wasn't 100% sure he was going to make it to the second half, but he did. And uh, still employed as of now. I don't know that that's going to be the case by the end of the day, but we shall see. Before we hop into... NFL stuff, though, I wanted to continue on in our college conversation. We talked a lot about Kalen DeBoer in that first segment and him going to Bama. Obviously, that left an opening at Washington, who moved almost as fast as Alabama did in finding Jed Fish, former Arizona head coach, to be their next head coach at uh, at Washington. Now, there was a moment, and I, I do just mean a moment, uh, in, in on, I think it was yesterday, where it appeared Lance Leipold may be headed there. And it, it was funny how Lance Leipold's name just pops around he, every coach. He must so. have a terrific agent. I maybe he's a Jimmy Sexton guy. I don't yeah, know. The only issue is he's uh he's a little older. He is. And I think that's probably what has prevented him from getting some of these jobs. I think it's probably what prevented him from getting the the uh, Wisconsin job last year. Um although I think they may have hired him if he I, if he had wanted to go, but um, he is in his 60s. I think that because he spent so long at the Division Three level, um, I think that has hurt his his case a little bit. But Jed Fish from goes from Arizona to Washington. He turned Arizona from one and eleven his first year to ten and three last year. They finished number eleven in the country, um, and they he was at Arizona for just those three years. I was. Not surprised, but you mentioned Jed Fish on Friday, and I really thought they would give Ryan Grubb a longer look as a as the head coaching candidate. Um, what was it about Fish that you liked enough to bring him up on Friday? Well, for one, he's he's kind of a recreation of Kalen DeBoer as he's an offensive minded head coach. He spent some time in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He was he was with the Rams when they made the first Super Bowl with Jared Goff mm-hmm. as an offensive assistant for those two seasons. Uh, but you also have to remember those two seasons, the Rams were the top offense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So you know what he can bring from that level. And then you got to see a little bit of how he got to Arizona. He's been a part of the Pete Carroll tree. He's been a part of the Bill Belichick tree. And he has Big Ten ties already, which I think is the biggest thing here. Mm -hmm. Because he spent some time at Minnesota as their offensive coordinator in 2009 before joining the Seahawks. And then he was also with Michigan under Jim Harbaugh for a little bit. And I think it was like 2015, 2016, if I'm correct. Both of those years. And uh, he was the quarterback's coach, the wide receiver's coach, and the passing game coordinator. Yeah. So he knows what the Big Ten is about. 
Washington is making that transition to the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I think Washington, as a, as a program, wanted to get somebody in there that has kind of been there, done that before in this conference. Mm-hmm. Because where Washington has ended in college football's eyes is one of the best teams in college football. But when you lose your head coach and when you're trying to make a transition easy, you want to get somebody – that knows the territory a little bit, like that can kind of be a tour guide, Mm -hmm. but doesn't have to know everything. And that's Jed Fish in this case. And not only has he been highly successful, he has those Big Ten ties, which I think are huge to Washington. Yeah, I do think that was a a primary consideration for why he ended up getting that job. Um, Now, he only he does only have three years of his coaching career combined at the Big Ten level, but that is, at least he's got some familiarity with the landscape, especially with the time at Michigan. I kind of put more stock in that because it was more recent uh, than the time at at Minnesota, and it was just the one year there. So I think that probably factored into the decision quite a bit. And obviously, I mean, his turnaround at Arizona is super impressive. I mean, can't be overlooked. That was a they should not have been as good as they were this no, year. No, that was a program that was in a tough spot when he took over, um, and he did a really good job there. And don't think that I mean we saw Will Rogers basically leave for the transfer portal yeah. right as Kalen DeBoer got hired at Alabama. So don't think that. Noah Fifida at Arizona won't also be following Jed Fish to Washington because he most likely will. He was a yeah. freshman last year. He had a great season. And their wide receiver, I can't remember his first name, but his last name's McMillan. Mm-hmm. He had like 1,400 yards and 10 touchdowns yeah. this year. Like he went off. Their running back, uh, Coleman, also had a fantastic year. Jed Fish will bring these guys to Washington, and they will be they, – they will be – competing for the top end of the Big Ten next season. If, if they can produce what they did at Arizona with those three guys as their top three producers and they just put them in a new environment, they, they'll be successful up there too. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what it looks like next year for Washington because I do think with everything they lose, there is going to be probably a little bit of an adjustment period coming into the Big Ten. What I am interested in though, and we don't have to spend a ton of time on this unless we want to, but um, the... The, some of the names that have popped up for that Arizona job, one in particular by Andy Staples from On3. Now, take this with a grain of salt because this is the same Andy Staples that said Dion should be a candidate for the Alabama job. So context is important here. But Andy Staples is a reasonably well-respected name within you know, college football media. He put out that in, uh, in an article on On3 last night, that he thinks that Scott Frost will be a candidate for the Arizona head football coach job. And he brought up, I mean, first of all, we know that Frost moved to Arizona after being fired from Nebraska. He's got a, a he bought a mansion down there, which like good for him. Cool. Like he I tried to get far, far away. I wish I was far, far away right now. The way the weather's been, Arizona sounds pretty good. Um, but he's, so he's obviously has an affinity for the area and he, is, would be going into a conference, because Arizona's obviously moving to the Big 12 next year, he'd be going into a conference that his style of football probably plays a lot better in. And look at what the Big 12 is. Look what the AAC was when he was there in 2017. You're looking at like half the Big 12 or the teams that he beat up on in the AAC. So the transition may not be nearly as dramatic as it was for Scott Frost to go from UCF to Nebraska, 
as it would be to go from Nebraska to Arizona because there's a lot more stylistic overlap in the teams he's going to be playing. Now, does that mean I think he would be a good hire? Uh, For me, no. Unless he has learned a lot about why he failed at Nebraska, I don't know that he's going to be a successful head coach. That is my personal opinion based on what I know about some of the things that went wrong. But if he had, listen, sometimes it takes a, you know, traumatic experience like getting fired from your alma mater where you were supposed to be the savior to kind of kick your butt into gear and fix some of those issues that he was dealing with. But until he does fix those issues, I'm not counting on him as being successful anywhere else. And, and, and that's it for me. Uh, you know, at this point, I don't think Arizona will be excited about Scott Frost because the imprint he left on college football not good. Is not, is, it hasn't been there long enough to kind of get glossed over. Yeah. It's still pretty fresh in the concrete. And so, uh, you know, I just don't know what Scott Frost has actually done in order to get this job at Arizona outside of what he did at UCF. Because at Oregon, he wasn't the head honcho. No. Uh, it, you know, he was a part of something that was, was special there. But it, it wasn't like, hey, Scott Frost is the difference here. And most When he of went his, to UCF, he was the difference. And most of his time at, at Oregon, he wasn't the play caller, even though he was the offensive coordinator. Um, uh, what's his name? The... I lost his name. The head coach that he worked under at Oregon called Chip? the play. No, it was after Chip. <laughs> it's the guy that took over. Uh, Mark, 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 Mark. Um, You'll find it. Maybe. But he called the plays for uh, the for, until I think the very last year that Scott Frost was there at Oregon as the offensive coordinator. So, Helfrich. Mark Helfrich? Yes, you got it. Um, and I just got there, too. <laughs> it was... So Helfrich called the, his own plays because he, he was Chip Kelly's offensive coordinator. Chip Kelly called his own plays. Mark Helfrich took over. He called his own plays until the very end where they were struggling. And I believe Frost only had one year of play calling duties before he took that UCF job. So you're right. He didn't do a ton at Oregon. He really just had the one really good year because they were 6-6 six mm-hmm. six the year before. But it, he turned around like an 0-12 team. It was a good, it was a good turnaround, um, much like the one we saw from Fish in Arizona here. But – he had the one really good year at UCF. So that's basically what you'd be basing this off of. He had four plus a little mediocre years at Nebraska. Mediocre is being kind there. And below average. He had the one really good year at UCF. I think he probably needs to show his chops as like an OC again before he gets another and, head coaching job. And that's job. what I thought too. Because I don't know what lessons he's actually learned outside of football either. So that's, what, that's my biggest concern. But I will say... It's not like Arizona was thrilled. The fans, at least, were thrilled about Jed Fish when they hired him. Yeah, but they're thrilled now. Well, they were until he left. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they want to just get uh, somebody's sloppy seconds. I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't think so, but it's a name that was brought up. We had to uh, address it. Coming up next, we'll actually set up the show, let you know who's coming up here on Herd Sports Radio.